list in front of me, 20 years of Internet giants. The top 20 biggest web properties uh, over the last 20 years. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, and uh, it's kind of mm. interesting because mm. I heard a report this morning where a lot of your, uh, not a lot, but a couple of your tech corporations are trying to distance themselves from others. For, for years now, for 20 years now, you hear about tech stocks, and they all get lumped together like they're the same thing. Well, mm-hmm. Apple, apparently at the <laughs> Consumer Electronics Show, Apple's making a really big deal out of, hey, we don't, share, we don't take any information, we don't share any information, we got nothing to do with that. We're a machine and service company, not a data company. Yeah, don't lump us in with tech stocks when you're doing in your investing or hate on tech stocks when you're doing in your investing because of what Facebook does or whatever is well, completely different. Mm-hmm. The number one um, Internet giant in 1998, I'll bet you could guess, and they're not on the scene now. Uh, MySpace or, or AOL? Oh, AOL, of course. That's back when the Internet came on a CD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AOL's You the have relevance. Followed by Yahoo, which is still around, obviously. Yahoo. Geosites or cities? Geocities. Geocities. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Netscape was up there. Yep. Netscape Navigator. Sometimes. Some of the companies have hung around through the years, but some of them completely disappeared. Yahoo was uh, at the top in 2003, then Google, then Yahoo, then Google, going back and forth over uh, 2008, 2013, 2018. Now it's Google, Facebook, O-A-T-H. Oath? 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 What are they? I don't know. Followed by Microsoft and Amazon. O-A-T-H? I don't even know what that is. Uh, let's see. It is... I swear with my hand in a Bible, I do not know what Oath is. Oath, a Verizon company, uh, serves as the umbrella company of its digital content and subdivisions, including AOL and Yahoo. So it seems like oh, it's a parent company so it's of like things. when Google turned into Alphabet. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. But they come and go, and I wonder sure. if Facebook will disappear from this list uh, at some point, the way AOL did, because everybody well, here's hating hoping. on Facebook. Yeah, here's hoping. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. It'd be a shame if you became a pariah there, Mark Zuckerberg. That'd just be a crying <laughs> shame. If you couldn't walk down the street anywhere in America, you'd wear a ball cap, not because you're so famous and people will hoard you for, for autographs, but because people will scream things at you because they think you're a thief and a liar, which I think is practically true. For a lot of places in America, and might be yeah. completely true, as we oh, yeah. become more aware of what Facebook has been up to all these years. Right. Pelted with rocks and garbage. Be a heck of a fate, wouldn't it? Hey, listen, a bit of a tangent there about the technical world. Let's uh, uh, dial up some zeros and ones right now. We've recorded this <laughs> via digital science. It's a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. And all of us are trim tabs. We may seem like, uh, you know, we're uh, not up to the task, but we are, man. We're alive. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Is that fear, panic, cowardice, stupidity? It's all those things. I think it goes past the State of the oh Union. And uh, <laughs> I think the living will envy the dead. As long as the radical left is in charge, we're never going to get anywhere. This would require the raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. A crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage and must reopen the government. The President of the United States having failed to get Mexico to pay for his ineffective, unnecessary border wall, 
has shut down the government. Okay, okay, stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the hell is this, guys? Why are you sharing one podium? God damn, you guys really are socialists. What are you doing? Strange times, my friends. Strange times. Denver could become the first U.S. city to decriminalize mushrooms. Colorado really trying to take the lead. First with the marijuana, now with the mushrooms. Mm. Next, next thing you know, they're handing out heroin to school kids. I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm against that. Where they're going. So, uh, my relationship with CNN is a little bit like uh, he was your close friend, or she was your close friend in school. I mean, you were really, you are like this. Your soul sister, soul brothers, but... Then they fell on hard times and started doing drugs, maybe mushrooms in Denver. <laughs> then they got busted, and they were stealing. Then they stole from you. Then they got clean. Then they stole from you again. And then they broke your windows trying to steal from And now you're done with them. Done with them. Done with them. Done with them. That's my relationship with CNN. Back during uh, Gulf War One, and you got uh, your Wolf Blitzer, who turns out to be a moron. And, uh, and uh, Peter Arnett. Is that right? And uh, and yep. all those uh, rock stars of news, twenty four hour news. Can you imagine? It's the best thing ever. It's another thing I didn't uh, anticipate. Remember, I uh, never thought texts would take off. I certainly never thought bottled water would take off. <laughs> um, Who would pay for water? And I remember when uh, Ted Turner announced twenty four hour news. I thought, just what? There's just no demand. Nobody for that. wants that. <laughs> right? That's too much. I am, uh, I'm obviously an idiot. But CNN has become completely phony now. I mean, they are just plainly a a TV channel that presents something that masquerades as the news, attempting to entertain people and get their attention. And they had an interaction recently with a San Diego TV station in which they were uh, trolling for, uh, and I mean, uh, not in the Internet sense, but in the phishing sense. They were uh, trolling for uh, some good anti-Trump uh, we don't need walls or fences uh, information, and uh, and here's how it went. And as a sign of the times in this debate on the shutdown, CNN asked if KUSI would provide a reporter to offer our local view of the debate, especially to learn if the wall works in San Diego. KUSI offered our own Dan Plan, who's reported many times that the wall is not an issue here. In fact, most officials believe it is effective. The issue we face is the migrants and the debate over their treatment. Now, knowing this, CNN declined to have up on their programs, which often present the wall as not required in other places, like the stretch of the Texas border the president visited earlier today. They didn't like what they heard from us. Just some background for you. Other new- Never. Oh, what? Really? Everybody agrees that the wall is completely necessary there between D1 uh, and San Ysidro? Uh, never mind. Uh, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Click. CNN. What a joke. Oh, and you know what? Tucker Carlson did such a beautiful job, and I'd play it for you, but it's a little long, of um, of taking on Jim Acosta last night. Jim Acosta was doing his typical thing. He was down at McAllen, Texas, where, near where the president was. He's uh, he He's become a household name for news junkies, oh, which yeah. was his goal. He's Good a grand, grandstander, but it's worked for him. Yeah, you know, honestly, he's accomplished his goal. Like, and uh, Again, CNN is not my good close buddy in high school. It hasn't been that for many, many years. It is now a grasping junkie with no morals. And and Jim Acosta has profited in that uh, environment. But so he's down on the border, and he is literally standing next to a giant steel fancy thing 
with the big thick slats on an angle and the, so you can see through it, but you can't get through it. It's the sort of thing that the president said, okay, not a concrete wall, steel slats, whatever. And the point of his report, which was pointed and sarcastic sounding, was I'm looking around here where this wall is, and I don't see immigrants rushing at it. I don't see anything, any violence. I don't see drug cartels. It's very placid here. It's calm. Everybody seems law-abiding. And as Tucker Carlson pointed out, it's, well, yeah, it's because there's a giant border barrier there. So, no, you don't have people rushing it. That's You're making the opposite point that you think you are. God help us if our border were to become placid and bucolic and, and calm and law-abiding. We don't want that. What is your point, you numbskull? Yeah, unless I'm missing something, wouldn't that be like going down to the bank and saying, they, they said they needed a safe here. Well, I'm standing here outside of the safe. I don't see any bank robbers. Yeah, it's a great well, it's example. because there's a giant safe you can't get into. Like, they don't bother because it's useless. But again, but then, you know, searching for more ammo, he called KUSI in San Diego. They said, yeah, everybody knows we need a wall here. Oh, well, uh, never mind. Click. <laughs> oh, it's so phony. And then one. Don't watch the news. That's a good decision, son. <laughs> and then one final stupid binary choice. Yes. Speaking of binary choices. Yes. For some reason, people were asked this. Would you rather have financial security or be head over heels in love? Which is a I'm weird... sorry, I thought you were saying something about being beheaded. Um, would you rather have financial security or be head over heels in love? Yeah, which is a weird binary choice. It is. It's not as uh, charming as uh, would you rather have uh, one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses or whatever that thing anyway, is. Anyway, it was a 12-point win for financial security. Well, if, if I don't have financial security, I'm going for that, because I can find love eventually. Mm, you would think. That's the way you're looking at it? Yeah. I think I'd go with that over heels in love. Yeah. Nah. If you're head over heels in love, you don't mind you got to work a little longer until you're 70 or whatever, do you? Yeah, I guess, but half the time that doesn't work out, so. Well, I assume it's a permanent state. No, You want to be permanently head over heels in love? I'm not sure that's realistic. <laughs> Yeah, I, let me let me let me choose for you. That'd be a pretty... let's get some financial security, <laughs> and then we'll go. We'll join a bowling league or something. We'll meet some nice girls. You're head over heels in love. You're like Jeff Bezos, who's got plenty of financial security, but all your texts and junk pics are out there for the National Enquirer. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, do not send pictures of your junk when you're fifty some years old. No offense, they're not that notable. I mean, they're a lot like everybody else's. According to somebody in the oh, National Enquirer, it was notable. Oh, boy. Not bad. Oh, yeah. All right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. financial security um george the snail believed to be the last of his species died yesterday at the age of 14 Mm -hmm. in uh hawaii it was the last snail of that species they believed they kept it alive as long as it could but 
with no girlfriend to uh, hook up with. It was unlikely they're going to keep the species alive, and that was the end of that. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I find it uh, tragic when a species goes away forever. It's the way of, you know, life on Earth. Yeah, Most but, species have met that fate. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. That's not to say you ought to be cavalier. I mean, for instance, I just found out. Don't we lose like a thousand species a day or something like that? It's some bring cr- me down. I won't some... be able to sleep tonight. Stop <laughs> it. It's some crazy number. All, almost all in the rainforests. We got a nice note from Aaron. Um, who who pointed? We were talking about Nutella yesterday. It came up. Mm-hmm. If I reset it, it, it wouldn't do you any good. So anyway, the Nutella, the product came up. It's um, it's like chocolatey. Some sort of nut? Hazelnut, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. I think that's right. Um, uh, and he says, uh, somebody said how delicious it was. Well, you're not wrong. When you buy anything with palm oil, you're contributing to the extinction of Indonesian orangutans. I like orangutans. Yeah, yeah, the big old orange apes. Yeah. Um, they spend 95% of their time in old growth trees, and that's where you get a lot of your palm oil from. And it's killing off uh, one of the great species on Earth, so... You know, I'm not going to become some sort of wackadoo that tries to get the state or feds to pass a law. Or I'm not going to go shame people in restaurants. Oh, I am. <laughs> I see somebody eating Nutella and they say, way to kill orangutans. Right. Exactly. Go ahead. Be an activist. Make it impossible for Ted Cruz and his wife to dine out. Um, but I, I, you know what? I appreciate being hip to that. You see palm oil? Palm oil. Exactly. By the way, since it was mentioned, the number one thing I learned from Trump's visit to the border yesterday, Ted Cruz now has a beard. Not only does he have a beard, but because of the pattern of gray that is in it, and and it, his skin tone is a bit grayish, too, um, it looks like he has the Wolverine super sideburns. He looks like, what's his name? Uh... Hugh Jackman. Yes. He looks like Hugh Jackman in his full Wolverine getup. Ted Cruz, this could be a breakthrough for him. That was quite something. The whole kind of doughy Princeton debater thing. It didn't do him any good in the last election, did it? No. You know, granted, he was the last guy standing other than Donald J. But Lion uh, Ted. He goes with the I'm Wolverine look. <laughs> he could be next up. Old Mike Pence is going to be disappointed. Mike, we've done the polling, and you just you, you can't compete with uh, Ted's Wolverine sideburns. We, we've given you months, and you haven't produced even a single sideburn. So, uh, can you see Mike Pence with a beard? It's no. absurd, isn't it, the very idea of it? Well, Trump with a beard is absurd. Picture Trump with a beard. Give me a minute. <laughs> well, that's a good way to spend your time. <laughs> well, sorry. Okay, so getting back to the news of the day. If you're new to the show, you know, it's probably worth mentioning. You know, if I'm listening to, to a lot of sports talk or whatever, I don't mind rah-rah my team uh, stuff all the time. I want to know what's going on with my team. I want to get excited about the sport, and that's and, and that's cool. Um, and, and politics, sometimes it's that way, too. Sometimes I really like, oh, my God. How did you come up with that picture of Trump with a full beard? <laughs> well, if you can imagine it, it exists on the Internet is why. True. Change.org. With a petition, get Donald Trump to grow a beard. That's time well spent. Uh, can we put that? We'll post that picture under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. Is there a, Go- <laughs> Is there a GoFundMe I can donate to? <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, but and I understand how appealing that sort of political talk radio can be and why people like it. And I don't fault people for enjoying it. On the other hand, there are times like this that I really, really, really feel the need to draw your attention to something that's a little less pleasurable, politically speaking. And it's probably career suicide. And that's fine. I'll go. I don't know. I'll, I'll drive a truck till self-driving trucks take over. Talking about the shutdown. And the New York Times had an article we discussed briefly earlier about what the shutdown would look like if it happened in other industries. Um, and, and they mentioned that this very small per- percentage of the federal government, about 25, some of the people involved in 25% of the government, is 800,000 people. 800,000 people are being furloughed right now. Which gives you an idea of the mind-boggling enormity of the federal government. So during this whole shutdown fracas, which is a budget fight, there is nobody discussing the fact that the government is two and a half, three times bigger than it ought to be. And, and I, would, I will stand by that figure till my dying day. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the $21 trillion in debt as we engage in this giant fight about, you know, in terms of the budget, couch change worth of money over a little fencing. We've come to a stop over that. Meanwhile, the VA goes unreformed. The the debt continues to pile up. We continue to just utterly steal from our children and grandchildren. And it's completely left out of the discussion. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't I, know where to go from here. I, I looked it up. There are over 2 million civilian federal employees total, it says. And that, I'm guessing that does not include contractors, which is a significant number of the people who are paid for by your tax dollars. This alone should cause you pause. The federal government is the nation's single largest employer. That should not be. No, it absolutely should not be. That should never be. No. Should never be the case. No. That the biggest employer you have in your country is the government. Well, and the argument I always make... So if you throw in states and everything like that, by far the biggest employer is people being in government. Wow. That is that is so un-American. Yeah, it's it's horrible. And you know the argument I frequently make is okay. See, so you want a lot of government. You've been seduced by that horrific lie that more government will bring you a better life and a better society. It's always been wrong, but somehow they convince us, us being humanity over and over again, that's right. Okay, so you've fallen from that. Even if you believe that, wouldn't you want more control of that government? Wouldn't you want it more local? And more state? Wouldn't the last thing you'd want would be some distant capital where people who just don't know about you and don't care about you exercise enormous power? Who would root for that? Who would ask for that? Who would fill out the form and say, here's what I'm looking for? Nobody. And yet we have it and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, well, I'll shut up now. Shut up, Joe. Shut up. We've shut up. Shut up. Keep picturing Trump with a beard. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> well, the push for universal care, health care for citizens and the illegals alike, alive and well in the U.S. will have the latest. That's the end of the country if we start giving yeah. health care to illegals. Day 21 of the partial government shutdown. Trump getting closer to pulling the emergency trigger. Coming up. Or is he? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. that says this kind of thing all the time. But this could be the most important story in America. 
in terms of a um, barometer of where we are as a society. And where we're headed. Where we're headed. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, a march to a massive expansion of health care coverage for all in the U.S. is currently being championed by California Governor Gavin Newsom. The newly elected Democratic governor's new budget includes a proposal to extend government-funded medical coverage to low-income people, including illegals who live in the state. A move that Newsom says would cost taxpayers about $260 million. Now, when he was sworn into office... My question being... Yes. How many people are for taxpayer-paid health care for illegals? Is that a winning argument? If it is, we're done, and I'm done. What's the point of me arguing about anything? If more than 50% of people think, oh, yeah, taxpayers should pay for not only just the health care of everybody... But illegals. Is that a win? It can't be a winning argument. If it is, I have completely lost faith in the electorate. If you fall for that compassionate sounding yet utterly unrealistic argument, I just don't. There are no more adults in the room. According to virtually every estimate, and this is from the LA Times, which is no conservative uh, inkwell, single payer health care itself will probably cost around $400 billion to implement in California. That's twice the total current state budget. So you're looking at a fundamental restructuring of the entire economy, including any, any human being who happens to sneak into the state of California. And soon, I'm sure, New York and Oregon and whatever other progressive enclave is closest to you. Um, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't believe that it polls that well. But I, I don't think that has ever been polled. It's always framed, at least in whenever I see it, it's always framed as do all do people deserve health care? Right? They don't differentiate. Is between, it a human right? Yeah. Right. Is health care a human right? Yes or no? And people say yes. And then, you know, and they don't. The answer to that question used to be no. It's now <laughs> yes, and it's expanded into and it should go to illegals. Well, wow. no, I, people don't view. Well, it's like it's, I see, Sean's point is. You can't have the police preemptively beating somebody because they're an illegal. Uh, or, you know, they can't be tortured. They can't have their human rights taken away. If healthcare is a human right, it extends to humans, period. Yeah. Mm. That's the that's the framing of, of the people who are in favor of it, I believe. It's just they, they zoom out far enough to where it includes everybody. Well, one major difference between any of those things you mentioned would be... Uh... You won't go broke by beating or not beating anyone. <laughs> you can't, what if you just can't do Unless it? Unless you're a boxer. Back to you. What, what if it's just undoable? The math doesn't work. No, there are no more adults. Nobody's asking that question. You come into your home. You say, honey, good news. I'm going to buy a solid gold elephant, life-sized. And she says, that's fantastic. And then you sit down to dinner. And nobody says, hey, Dad, that it cost going on $100 million. Nobody even says that. That's the state at which we find ourselves politically. And so it's just it's crazy. Part of it is the whole healthcare system is now such a mess and been going that direction right. for a long time that, it, you know, what it costs and nobody knows what it costs and this and that. But I've never believed healthcare is a right. You can craft a society where you work at a job and the corp- that's something that gets provided for you by, by corporations and you... It makes sense to everybody, mm-hmm. but that's not where we are currently. No, it's such a mess right now, and, that, and that's why I got a check from the hospital uh, yesterday 
for two hundred and thirty dollars. Because apparently, any I, idea where it came from? Because I apparently paid <laughs> something twice. Because you keep trying to figure out who to pay when is right. just. I spent thirty-seven minutes on hold yesterday, just trying to cancel an appointment, just to tell them. Turns out I don't need that test. Uh, never mind. Thirty-seven minutes on hold. Yeah. So you've got a system as screwed up as the current one is. And so, while people might be a little bit skeptical or afraid of government-run medicine, and you ought to be, you ought to be, there's just so little affection for what we've got going right sure. now, people just have thrown up their hands. I, was at the I doctor, sympathize with that. I was at the doctor the other day for something, and he said, well, we need to climb the insurance tree, so I'll, uh, I will I uh, will recommend you to this person, who will then recommend you to this person. He said, you got to climb that tree. If I just recommend X, the insurance will turn it down. So we're going to go through this whole song and dance. It costs everybody money, right? It's mm. an appointment with each person. Waste of time. It's right. just so they can check a box. And But your point being, as it becomes more like the DMV as a so-called privately run system, then you just throw up your hands and think, well, what the hell? If you have two weeks and unending patience, read Stephen Brill's Bitter Pill. It's a great book about the American yeah. healthcare system, but... Uh, Cool. It's it's well. It, frankly, it's a little like uh, medical care. It uh, hurts a little bit, and you won't enjoy it. And I got this, and this one happened to me the other day, first time ever. So uh, Sam hurt his something or other. I don't remember what it was. Took him to the uh, doctor to have it checked out. wasn't a big deal, but you know it costs something to go to the doctor. Got a form the other day from the insurance people. Where did this happen? This did this happen at somebody's house? Did oh. this happen at a business? They want to sue your neighbor if he got hurt at your exactly. neighbor's house. Exactly. Right. Oh, exactly. Oh, and I'm not going to say where it did happen, but I'm going to I'm going to lie and say hey, it's just I don't know, he and his brother were roughhousing because I just I don't want to be that guy and open up the can of worms that it would open up if I say where it happened. If you are an insurance company attorney, keep in mind that stories told on the Armstrong and Getty show are entirely fictional and bear no relationship to reality. Entertainment purposes only. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, closed course. Amusing. Professional drivers. <laughs> Hey, some good news out of Wisconsin, where police are calling it an amazing day after 13-year-old Jamie Kloss was found alive. Oh, now, yeah. she, oh. she had been missing since October when her parents were found shot to death inside their home. Kloss was able to escape from her captor, who uh, has been picked up and identified. She's been taken to the hospital for evaluation, and he has been charged with murder and kidnapping. It's an Elizabeth Smart-esque uh, horror story. Thank God she's okay. There will be difficult roads of healing ahead, certainly. But again, you know, thankfully the gal's alive. And actually, Elizabeth Smart is, is out and saying yeah. how happy she is and, and is going to reach out, I think, right. to the little girl. And, you know, right. let's hope. All right, one last note. The NFL playoffs resuming this weekend with the divisional round. Tomorrow, the Colts clash with the Chiefs oh, in Kansas City. The Colts come into the game red hot, Marshall. And the Cowboys <laughs> rumbling with... <laughs> and the Cowboys rumbling... But they aren't ready for that at Arrowhead Stadium yet, are they? And that's racist. I won't have it. Is Andrew uh, Luck still the quarterback for the Colts? He is, okay. and he's looking great again. And the Cowboys are going to be rumbling with the Rams in L.A. On Sunday, the San Diego, a.k.a. L.A., a.k.a. Carson Chargers play the Patriots in Foxborough. Oh, another whale of a ball game. The Chargers are a better team, but Pats at home in the cold. Tom Brady and Giselle uh, Bunchen. Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> and the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles visiting the New Orleans Saints. Eagles. <laughs> oh, that's some good stuff. The Eagles, who are one clank of the goalpost away from heading home. Yeah, Still indeed. alive. 
That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And speaking of the Eagles. Ah, squawky or bald eagle. We keep them chained up in there to symbolize freedom. I want to make sure everybody understand that, just in case you don't know. So if, you're, if your kid is over at somebody else's house playing and, and twists his ankle, yeah. your insurance company wants to sue your, your, your neighbors. Yeah, they will accuse your best friends of negligence and go after their insurance company, often rupturing your relationship with well, your friends. And leading us to a society where how do you ever let somebody else's kid come to your house and play? How do you do that? If they get hurt and you you pay for it, there may be no word more obscene than "get ready with the dump button" all across America. Ooh, 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 ooh. Liability, yeah. Or how that does, may be the dirtiest word in America. Or how do we not end up in a place where your insurance says, "Yeah, we'll insure you, but you have to guarantee us no kids will be coming to your house to play." Right? We're not going to cover you if you ever let other kids come to your house to play. We're moving toward that. Well, we have to be. Oy. Man, this is a depressing radio show. <laughs> I'm popping in Taylor Swift's new CD. Where's that Baby Shark song when you need it? What's really? the CD? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Very edgy. Oh, boy. Um, so we got a bunch of texts about that whole uh, health care thing. Hmm. People, you know, who are in our listening audience don't like the idea of, one, government-run health care, and two, that it includes illegals. Right. Which is just crazy. You want to talk about a magnet that's going to turn the $20 million into $120 million? Start paying for not only food, clothing, school, and basic medical care, but full medical insurance for any human being who ends up here. Yeah, and I wonder what that's going to do to uh, employment changes. Ob- Obamacare already has done some of that. We got this text, hey, Jack and Joe, I'm tired of hearing about blah, blah, blah. Uh, I took a job 45 minutes away because it had health coverage for me and my family. It was my obligation to provide health care for my family, so I took a job based on that. I've that's taken an several- antiquated notion, Jack. I took several jobs, one job I really didn't want to do for a couple of years to have health care coverage. Well, if you no longer need to do that, um, you know, that's one giant uh, um, uh, carrot that employers could offer. I don't know what that does. Maybe it's not a bad thing. I don't know, but it'll mm-hmm. change. It'll yeah. change something. Yeah. Boy, I'd love to grab a time machine, you know, as tempting as it would be to lunch with Lincoln or, or well, I think you'd have to meet Jesus. I mean, you'd just have to. But go to the theater with Lincoln and drink some wine with Jesus. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Um, go 100 years into the future. AI, AI has... No, Lincoln's back in the 1860s. Leave Lincoln out of this. All right. So you go 100 years in the future, and if uh, you know the various eggheads are right, we've eliminated 40 to 50% of the existing jobs on Earth through artificial intelligence. Everything from truck drivers to attorneys to waiters and waitresses to, to you know just a, a, the 10,000 different jobs been completely eliminated. And the government, quote-unquote, pays for everything. 
So the number of productive human beings will be at an all-time low. Because keep in mind, for most of human history, the number of productive human beings, the percentage was 100. Because if you did not contribute to the, the tribe, you would be thrown out and you would die. You had to be productive. Um, so we'll be at an all-time low of productivity and an all-time high of receiving whether we're productive or not. And what will people's philosophies of life be? What, what will the suicide rate be when nobody has a life of purpose? Or, you know, comparatively speaking, next to nobody. Everything comes from the government. Don't have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. The main reason I get out of bed in the morning is to come to work to provide for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I've never been more mystified at what the future might bring. Now, I have a feeling we'll be talking about more about this on Monday because 60 Minutes Sunday night is going to talk about artificial intelligence and how it could eliminate, as Joe said, 40% of the jobs in 15 years. But I was just wondering, and you... Yeah, and I said, I'm sorry, I said 100 years. You're talking 15. Yeah. You've studied this more than I have, but I was just trying to think, has it always just been kind of an accident of history that there's enough employment for almost everybody? There are enough things to do that produce something, that produce a wage that are needed Jack, keep everybody working? Have you ever met my friend Invention and his sweet mother, Necessity? But we don't invent things... For people to do well humankind does though you invent things you can do that have value that somebody will trade for what you've done or made or grown or whatever if you are standing there on the uh, unfertile plain of wherever you're going to get you some sheep to herd or you're going to start digging for gold or start crafting a, a, a fancy bracelets out of you're going to find a way to feed yourself cuz if you don't you're going to be dead but so then but then you're under you're you're under the impression and you might be right that there are always something that can be invented because if ai can do practically everything we can't now i'm not very imaginative which we've learned throughout the morning today <laughs> um but so we're going to create other things for people to do? Well, when, see, when, when computers can do practically everything? That is the great change. That provides any value for society that someone would pay for? That is why my mind is boggled. More I punditry. Don't, I don't know, Lord. Even more opinion about the news of the day. More YouTube comments. <laughs> what a nightmare. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. I bet those kids like that shark song. If you remove necessity from 60% of the population, we will evolve into a different beast. Hmm. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody. I guess that'll be my final thought. Uh, I usually end, but I'll begin. Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, big viewing weekend for me as I will be checking out this new uh, thing on Netflix called Bandersnatch. Uh, really new idea. It's a choose-your-own-adventure movie. You watch, it presents you a fork in the road, and depending on which scene you select next, your story goes in a different direction. Also, the next season of True Detective uh, debuts on Sunday on HBO. It's one of my favorite series. First season was awesome. Second season was horrible. Can't wait to see what this season does. Michael, board operator, your final thought. I'll try not to get emotional. I just want to thank Costco for the 27-pound of mac and cheese. <laughs> this may be the greatest day of my life. Never underestimate the power of Kirkland's signature. (laughs) Marshall Phillips, esteemed newsman, your final thought. Well, for your viewing pleasure, there's a gallery of pictures covering my trip to Woodstock over Christmas, including a photo of a strapping outdoorsman. That would be me in the snowy Catskills in New York State. 
The moment I dug up the sacred dirt and rock from Yazgur's farm, the site of the original music festival. So check it out. Marshall's Musing, armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, and there may be some pictures of the beautiful red-haired girl from New Rochelle. Jack, your final thought for us. Tomorrow night, Joe and I are emceeing an event where they raise money to help out the families of fallen officers. And unfortunately, there have been a couple in the last few weeks. And I'm sure it will be a very powerful event. Yeah, indeed. Hey, listen, I said the other thing was my final thought, but we have a little time, so I'll hit you with another one. And this is what anthropologists understand, but a lot of people don't. Necessity is not a burden. It feels like a burden sometimes, but it's not. It's a gift. We are made. We are constructed. We are created to respond to need and to have purpose. If you remove a human being's purpose, you have done them a terrible, terrible uh, you know, disservice. Am I allowed to try drinking and playing video games all day long for a while just to see if that would work? Give it a roll. Maybe that's my need and purpose. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this little cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.